is Show Notes, the podcast for performance with Emily Edmonds. Hello and welcome to Show Notes, the podcast for performers with your host, Emily Edmonds. It's wonderful to have you here again, joining us for some more robust and transformative and wonderful conversation. Today, we're talking again to the wonderful Monica O'Brien. If you're not a fan, you should be. If you don't know who I'm talking about, then check out all our wonderful episodes with Monica and you're certain to be a fan within minutes of hearing this wonderful woman in conversation. So today we are talking about sort of like what now, what next, you know, with the, with the state of the world and the state of our, our art and the state of the arts in general, it um, can be really confronting uh, these times. And I know a lot of artists, you know, colleagues and friends are confronted with the question, you know, what now, what next, what do I do, where do I go from here? Um, you know, this is, this is kind of all a bit longer than I thought it was going to be. So what do I do in this space and, and how do I continue to move forwards and how do I transform and how do I find acceptance and, and peace and grace? So this is all about what now, what next and finding acceptance in that space. So if that sounds like it is right up your alley at the moment, then grab a cup of tea and come and sit and be amongst friends If you like this episode, then please share it with your friends and your community, social media or word of mouth or whatever you like. Spread the word so that we can build our community of like minds, become a part of our Instagram community, Show Notes the Podcast, or check out our website, shownotespodcast.com. And if you have a second, you can give us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button on your platform. That really helps us too. Okay, let's jump into this conversation. What now? What next? Moving towards acceptance and grace and peace with the wonderful Monica O'Brien. Hello, my friend. Hello. Good. How are you? I'm good. She just got to take a sip of a kombucha. (laughs) There we go. Um... Now we're just discussing why we've why we've decided to have this conversation today. So, <laughs> and we can't remember. We can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. We'll wing it. Here we are. We'll wing it. Well, look, I think you know basically how I guess this conversation originated was that I came to you a couple of weeks ago and was just like, "Can I visit my guru on the mountain?" <laughs> because I just was starting to feel well, I guess continuing to feel like what's what is the creative purpose now? Like as mm. a creative person, as a performer mm. and performing is shut down, you know, for the foreseeable future. I mean, I guess a little, little bits and pieces starting to open up, but in different ways than we knew or like mm. socially distanced or with, you know, people performing to trees in the auditorium as they did in <laughs> Barcelona, yeah. you know? So like, it's a totally different world. And I think why we started this conversation, you know, between us a week or two ago was because I personally was feeling like, well, what now? Like we mm. talked about the idea that we've moved from this place of wait and see mm. to we can see a little more now, not enough to know what the kind of distant future is going to be, but enough to know 
a little bit more about the theatrical landscape and it's enough to know that we're probably going to be in this Mm. place for a little while and it's no longer like oh great this is cool this is a couple of months off I'll you know paint that thing I was going to paint and I'll have some time with my family like Mm. it's become more than that and Mm. you know we talked about a bunch of things that I just thought it would be great to speak about on the podcast because I think probably a lot of people are feeling kind of a similar sense of I was okay when I thought it was Mm. a month or two off yeah Yeah. exactly and now Mm. it's like we're kind of in the suspended animation state and we don't know where to land and I think we're kind of well you know different people are probably doing different things but some of the things that I've noticed coming up for me and for friends and colleagues is that you know that idea of um kind of an all or nothing response which we'll talk about you know that idea of well maybe I should do something totally different and Mm. maybe that's an option but maybe it's Mm. you know it's not the most grounded way to look at it or whatever but um that kind of thing of all or nothing what else do we what else did we um talk about like options paralysis all Mm. these kind of things that come up and just maybe kind of acting from a place of grace and acceptance before we make any major decisions yeah so (laughs) let's speak about those things well I think the key the key thing to recall now I think is that we now know that yes the world is opening up a bit but the reality is the entertainment industry or anything in terms of the arts is is going to be in a hiatus for a while Mm. Uh, you know we're not going to certainly on in an international level it's that's definitely the case so I think when I think about the future for artists pretty much all of my clients are concerned about the future which is understandable Mm. and I think acceptance is really key I think at, at just a really basic level we need to accept that the things have changed you know, yeah. this is not like a three-month holiday and, you know, a three-month time to rest or to, as you say, you know, paint the <laughs> paint the house or do an artwork or something. It's, mm. We really need to reshape the next, probably the next six to 12 months realistically. Yeah. So we yeah. need to get real about it. I like that word reshape. And I want to jump back to that thing about being real, but I just want to highlight that idea of reshape. Like, because mm. I feel like we can only reshape from a place of, stillness and grace and acceptance Mm. and understanding of the full situation like Mm -hmm. we can't we can't jump ahead into reshaping no um anyway well because it's not within our control yeah see the only thing that we can control is what's happening with inside of us yeah so we can control how we respond to what's happening at an external level but you know we don't control whether social distancing no longer Mm. exists we don't control whether there's um, you know, a cure for this crazy pandemic. We don't control whether the theatres are going to open or yeah. there's going to be funding. Or the, we don't control any of that stuff. Mm. The only thing we can control is, you know, is us. <clears throat> However, I think what we need to be able to do, being creative artists, I would just say to all of your listeners who are creatives, you have to create. Mm. You have to create. That's been and a hard don't one for so forget many people. That. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is, Everyone in the arts is in the same situation and yeah. it's really important to remember that, 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 you know, it's not like oh, you broke a leg and you're out for three months. Mm. You know, you, everybody's in a very similar situation. And look, I know when I was a lot younger than I am now and I was working in, a, in an organisation in youth work, our funding was like virtually non-existent. But what that did for us is it, it, it sort of stretched us to, 
you know, we'd go and do, um, say, youth groups and we'd have to create out of nothing, literally. And, you know, you'd be pulling things out of the kitchen, you'd be you know, <laughs> taking stuff out of the garbage to, to use tools and create activities for the people in the youth groups. And we were stretched because we actually had to think beyond, mm. well, you know, here's X amount of money to do something. Yeah. So there is a positive side to to this whole thing and then it does stretch it. I mean, I know people who've who've gone online and are teaching online and they've been thinking about this for years but they've not done it. Mm. Now they're doing it. You know, I've got other people that have said, you know, I'd really like to get a portfolio of artworks together to have an exhibition. Now they're doing it. Yeah. You know, they're they're actually painting regularly on a daily basis. So I think we have to look at these this situation in not not in short-sighted way. But in a longer term, you know, to mm. be to what we, we sow now, we reap later. It, it's sort of a bit like that. Whereas I think before we were like not a lot of sowing, just a lot of doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of doing yeah. and a lot of reaping. Having said that, I know that there's an economic there's an economic overlay with which happens with all of this as well, and that needs to be held in this conversation somewhere. Obviously, yeah, absolutely. I mean, to to speak a little bit about what you've just said. Um, Moving from moving, well, I guess moving from a place of, okay, this is not much time. I guess I'll just press pause for a while Mm. into a place of informed action. I think that can be quite hard. Like, and I I speak for myself here as well. You know, it's been hard getting back into a regular practice Mm. routine, kind of feeling Mm. like, oh, I guess I'll pause this for a while. Oh, I guess I don't know why I'm doing this. It kind of feels upsetting to sort of start doing this in practice and, I felt so much better as I've incorporated that back into my day. But Mm. I think there is also a sense of like, oh my gosh, well, you know, I hear you talking about all these people that have moved to online teaching and and, and I go, oh shit, like what (laughs) am I doing? Do you know what I mean? Like I think there's a couple of things there. I think like comparison, a sense of comparison, while other people have achieved this, but also Mm. you look at other people and they go, well, that symphony orchestra is performing or that singer is performing or that actor is performing. God, like, well, I'm not doing that. What does that say about me? Like, mm. so I think that's, you know, a thing that's come up for me and for other people I've spoken to. But also I think a factor in that is like, how do you move from kind of reluctant, paused stillness into a place of informed action? Mm. Like, is mm. there maybe a step in the middle of like this acceptance thing, like accepting where we are in order to clearly move to the next thing so i guess that's a two-parter no i think i think it's definitely we just have to accept that things have changed that's the first thing and i I think we've been in a little bit of a twilight zone around that yeah and and understandably so we haven't really known the extent we haven't known the depth we haven't known the breadth of Mm. you know the COVID 19 and the impact that it's had on a world scale yeah you know I mean, it hasn't happened for how many hundreds of years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're in it and, you know, I hate the word, the unprecedented. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, there it word. is. There it yeah. is, exactly. Because it is. And it, it doesn't come with the chartered water. So, you know, we have to um, – I, I think our first step here is to accept that things are different yeah. and then to accept that as a creative person we have an, an immeasurable capacity – to create Mm. we have to remember that and sometimes too i think a lot of people have come into into this whole um pandemic tired yeah really tired i mean this is not just this is not just a virus Mm. i mean look i don't want to sound too sort of woo woo about this but i really believe the world has been sort of brought to its knees in a way like you know it's really we've been we've been stopped 
Yeah, you know, like environment stopped. and tourism oh, and, and all the that whole, kind of thing. The whole yeah. thing. Like we just stopped to, to pause and hopefully those um, leaders, the, the thought leaders, mm. you know, you and me and others who are sort of concerned and conscious about what's mm. going on in the world, it, it, we're, we need to rally and sort of say, okay, we need this is a big wake-up call. Yeah. So yeah. There's, a, there's many, many layers to this. Mm. But I think a lot of creative people have come or people in general have come into this time very tired Yeah. because they've yeah. been on treadmills, they've been on – you know they've been on very strong goal oriented pathways mm-hmm. and now they yeah all of that sort of been thrown to the wind because it's it's so unpredictable yeah and we're left with ourselves yeah in a quiet dark room or whatever you know metaphorically That's or right. literally exactly and we're left to kind of go what remains am i al- is my has my life been aligned with Mm. what I really care about do I even know what I really care about exactly has that changed since 10 years ago when I embarked on this journey or 20 years ago or 30 you know that's right yeah so it's a really I mean in in a weird sort of way putting aside the financial burden because I don't want to sort of sound like I'm sort of some altruistic sort of commenting here um but you know if we, we take that little piece out of the puzzle I think it's a really really positive time and it's a time to dig deep into all of those things that you mentioned about, you know, what is deeply meaningful for, for me, what, mm. what, you know, how can I really look at my life and, and find that meaning and find that purpose and do what I'm here to do, you know, yeah. like it does stop us in our tracks, these sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, totally. but we, I think as a, as a, as a, as humanity needed to stop. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, yeah. nothing in the history of, you know, the modern world, nothing has mm. done this. How do we, the, the word that really stood out to me, and I want to come back to the comparison thing as well, but what the word that really stood out to me there is, um, is do, you know, like this idea of action. And I think for so many people, the essence and the energy, if you like, of action mm. is shifting. Mm-hmm. So we understood action and doing and achieving as a particular thing, a particular energy, a particular, this is how we do it. This is how we make things happen. This is what you've got mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Our modern world really emphasized that. I personally think, do you think, well, I want to say, I think that that essence of the word do mm-hmm. is shifting and changing. How do you see that in action? How do you see us also embodying that and embracing that in ourselves. Well, I'm curious to see how you think that. Oh, that... <laughs> I love it when you do this. <laughs> so you know everything in yourself. <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you the same question. Well, what does that mean for you? I just think there's this. I think we are all. Well, I won't say all. I think many people are being confronted with the way that they identified right action or true action or goal-oriented action or forward action Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are being confronted oh how do I explain it with what with what that has been for them and this idea that well it's got me so far so I'm going to keep doing that or if I want to get anywhere I must do this or if I you know want to be someone or do something I've kind of got a this is the prescribed way to do it and I think this is oh we've got a cute little doggy come to join us yes, I he's come to visit. Dog. um yeah I think that's kind of that's we aren't able to do right now do you know no, what I mean like it doesn't right. it doesn't matter how much I want to audition or sing mm. or learn this prepare I, I can't like yeah there is I can do stuff but mm. it's 
the energy of the doing has shifted mm. because something you and I have talked about personally before is this idea of, um, and I think on the podcast actually, you know, exchange versus transformation. I forget how you said it, but sort of, um, you know, well, if I do this, then I'm going to do this. Yeah, if I audition, transaction, 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 that's it. Yeah. Transformation. Versus transformation. Mm. Yeah. And mm. I think I'm witnessing a lot of people being confronted by that. Well, what mm. am I if I don't have transactional doing? Mm. And what would it mean to transformationally do? And I guess that kind of comes back to my original question. Well, the original thought of like, well, how do, how do we start um, doing things? How do we say, oh, I've always wanted to do that online course. I'll do it in, in not a way that is transactional, mm. in a way that is actually transformational. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, I sort of, maybe. <laughs> um, so maybe I need to ask some clarifying questions I around that. I love clarifying so, questions. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking, what I think you're saying is how do we – what's the value of transaction now is that is that sort of yeah are you talking about what's the value and how do we how do we witness and embrace it yeah yeah, we were working out of a transactional model yeah i guess so does it have the same value now does it not how do we recognize if we're trying to hit our head against the mm. transactional wall? Yeah. You know? So there's nothing wrong with transaction. Mm. That, that's the first thing. There's the, there's not a moral sort of code again uh, on transaction. <laughs> my I guess my sort of thesis around that is that the tran- if we come from a position of transformation, I per- I personally believe that has a that has a greater energy, a greater sense of purpose, deeper meaning. Mm. So the transaction now doesn't become a a burdensome thing ah the transaction is so just part of the, the transformation action. like we transact every day mm. you know we, we we barter we transact things every day yeah and some of those things have absolutely no meaning in mm. in their truest sense there might be a means to an end yeah here's um, a dollar for yes yeah, apple exactly yeah um so i think this sort of time gives pause for us to say okay What's the transformation that I want to be involved in? What's uh-huh. you know, what do I want to contribute? What's yeah. what's where is the potential for me personally to to transform myself in this in this yeah. moment? And then how can I then participate or collaborate in a community to 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 bring about a greater transformation? Yes. And that happens through tra- through transaction. Through transaction. That makes so much sense because I think that's like I think that's the thing. Maybe people are used to moving to the transaction. So exactly. I will do through yes. transaction first instead of saying, exactly. hang on, something's missing. Like yeah. where's the transformation? Yeah. And therefore I serve the transformation yeah. either in myself or in others mm. or in a community with my transaction. Yeah. And so, you know, look, I, we've always had those two, mm. you know, pre-COVID we've had them and, you know, you've been a part of coaching with me for years. Mm. So, you know, this is a big thing of what I personally believe (laughs) because Mm. I don't think we can really achieve anything if there's not robust meaning behind it. Yeah, yeah. So this this whole time gives us us a real opportunity to review ourselves. Getting back to, I think, to the question that you were asking though about transaction. So transaction and activity in the energy of doing is important. Mm. You know, we can't be just sitting around on our bums all day doing nothing, twiddling our thumbs and wishing we were 
the one that was painting the painting or doing, yeah. the, you know, doing the online course. Yeah. Um, you know, if the painting or the online course or the podcast or the, you know, learning the aria or whatever yeah. it is has no meaning, mm, then we're not going to do it. Like in our it's, procrastination episode, it's yeah, just, it's, it's devoid of meaning therefore. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, to find something that's meaningful and transformational for ourselves first and foremost, yeah. I think is going to give the impetus to really move into something you know important but it does it the challenge is to say okay what can i do that i haven't done before that has robust meaning for me Mm. there's no other question i don't think yeah you know what can i do what do i want to do what would i love to do in this time that yeah, that could, oh, that I could really so get good. into, yeah, get my teeth stuck into. Yes, I like I like that idea of what can I do that I haven't done before? And it might be that it's just slightly different. Like I might mm. be like, I'm instead of doing this live, I'm doing online. Or it might be totally different. Like I'm yeah. going to go and whatever, like learn how to do something or other. Yeah. Actually, that brings me to another concept that I want to talk about. Yeah. The idea of um options paralysis. Yeah. So it's certainly something that like, you know, that I have experienced and mm. been like, I've got all these lovely recipes. I'm, I'm going to cook. I'm going to cook some beautiful. And then I'm like, oh, I've got 7,000 recipes. I don't know where to start. So I don't do anything. Yeah. You know, like, can we, can we talk about <laughs> options paralysis? Well, you know. Also on a grander scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so options are obviously, um, some people run what's called a meta program of Ooh, options. Meta an, op- an options program, mm-hmm. meaning they will keep the doors open. Mm. They will keep sort of numerous things on the table to mm. consider. And some people just do that. That's their personality. They do that. But they're the ones that usually suffer from procrastination. They usually, you know, have a, have to-do lists, very, very long to-do lists <laughs> and very few things ticked off, etc. Mm. And it, I think that people who run the options programs, the only way that, that they can move away from that or from anyone for that matter who's running a lot of options is to say, okay, let's get them all on the table. Yeah. Like put them all out there. Put the 7,000 recipes out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then sort of say... Pick one, babes. Well, which, which you know, which half a dozen of these float my boat? Yeah. Like which ones really light me up? Mm. I mean, it has to come back to what lights me up. I like what, that. What, yeah. what really invigorates me here? Yeah. Because, you know, look, creatives are gifted. Creatives mm. can create out of nothing, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and that's the beauty of being a creative, but it can also be the burden. Yeah. You know, the gift can be the burden. And so I think it's really good to put stuff out, to say, okay, well, you know, I could do this or I could do that. I could, And it's lovely to have an options, but then be disciplined about now I'm going to make a decision. How do you know what one to choose? Well, like you I just go, it doesn't just matter, to... just make a choice. If Pretend it's all, not recipes. If they're all equal <laughs> yeah. in your in your judgment, and judgment has a decent place here. If mm. in your judgment they all, you could make all of them work, or you love doing all of them. Mm. Yeah, really, you just have to. I mean, you know, toss a coin. Literally. Yeah, just that, start that, it. I think you will find though, if you had ten things, and you did the pros and cons of it, you know, you just yeah. you just apply intellect to this and emotion mm. and then spirit. Yeah, you apply those principles it will emerge it will just come out like it'll come out like a bolt yeah and you've often said to me like follow the energy you know if you have those few things going as creative people often do it's like okay well what project right now captures my energy and not you know maybe on an hourly basis but maybe on Mm. a you know three monthly basis or okay this is the project i'm gonna work on now or this Mm. is the qualification i'm gonna gain now or whatever and you know also if you sort of look at our say we look at our lives over a week 
we mm. ebb and flow in our energy. Yeah. You know, there, is, there are days. That... And especially, I'm going to say women, like, yeah. you know, over whatever point of your cycle you're at or whatever yeah. point of your life you're at, you yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's yeah. life, isn't it? Seasons are a part of it. Yeah. You know, so if you look at, say, a decision around, say, you've got a couple of options running mm. about how, where you want to put your energies and your efforts, you know, a really good measure is, which which one of these do I want to spend my heartbeats on? Mm, I love you know, that which sentence. One, which one yeah. really lights me up? Which one will give me, even on those days when I'm feeling like crap? Yeah, yeah. Which ones will still have a fire burning in me? Yes. You know, because it's not just dependent on I can do this. Mm. If it's just measured on I can do this or this will give me money or this will, yeah. I don't know, make someone else feel okay. It, yeah. it, there has to be so many, I think, measures when you, when particularly about big decisions, mm. you know, that, that need to be taken into consideration. I think that's a really good point, actually, the idea of like, because I think what's the, I'll finish that sentence, the idea of, um, the idea of not just doing it for one particular reason, like, mm. well, I guess I like, cause there's a lot of, I guess I have to, or I need it for the money. And that's very real, yeah. but it's about, I think finding, okay, are there boundaries for that time? You know, that I don't do something that I hate every single day of the week, mm. or that there are days where I do things or I go, okay, I'm getting my money from here for now, but I'm going to transition into X, Y, Z or whatever. But, you know, the point being is that I think a lot of, creatives have felt like that reason for getting out of bed in the morning has been almost thieved away you Mm, know and mm. it's kind of like shit like Mm. i really in all its different forms Mm. performing creating collaborating being a part of a team that was that was the thing for me and Mm. you know you think you wake up in the morning go oh shit like yeah see i think if that's a real need Mm. then then to bring that up into consciousness is the first thing and give yourself permission to embrace that reality Mm. for yourself you know if that's something that you really find you know gives you life lights you up is important to you then it's sort of incumbent on you to find those people that you can collaborate with Mm. the shape of it's going to be different yeah it might be a podcast episode versus a rehearsal room absolutely you know and i also encourage any artists out there particularly performing artists or writers to to keep working on the craft yeah because you know your goal as a professional creative is to master is to become a master of your art Mm. come become a master of your work and you can't become a master if you take 12 months off you can't keep the momentum of becoming i mean look you can but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah if you you want to keep momentum this is not going to last it's certainly hard to pick the momentum up again if say you you did have a lot of people have 12 months off for various reasons for health for family yeah, whatever exactly. but it's like the idea of if that is if that is elective to you like yes you know there yeah. is a lot of reasons why people have forced time but exactly if you can say actually you know what the sole reason for me I and mean, we talked about this the sole reason for me to be in my practice room mm-hmm. every day is for me to i don't even know how to articulate it but it's like be match fit be, exactly. remain a master of what I do right. remain in that headspace where I am you know mm. black belt in whatever yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean yeah. like it's like hang on I take myself seriously enough that exactly. I show up to myself every day even that's if right. that's for half an hour whatever yeah, that's right you know you may not have to have you know the three rounds mm. <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> in the 
you know, in the ring. You might only need yeah. half an hour. Yes. But, you know, to, to just keep the muscles. Yeah, Keep exactly. the muscles of your art working is really important. Like mm. I've taken three months, nearly three months off at the gym mm. and I, my goodness, I felt it two <laughs> weeks ago when I went back. Totally. You know what, a 20 minutes. muscles. Yeah, you know, like a 20-minute swim was like getting yeah. to the point of being breezy three months ago. And now I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I get to the end of the lap and think, oh, my God, I'm going to need done a yet? cardiac arrest, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, look, you know, the physical analogy is a good one. Mm. And, and I think it, it's one to remember that, um, yeah, the craft is important. The yeah. craft is important. And to, spiritually to who we are, like to kind absolutely. of go, I am, it's like, you know, the Zen master or the, you know, Tai Chi, I don't yeah. know, whatever, like yeah, yeah, that comes yeah. in and like, I'm going to do this. as my, Or it's like, I have a really strong meditation practice. And if I mm. don't engage with my med- meditation practice essentially on a daily basis, it's like, mm. I don't. I fall out of that space where I can just easily sit in that groove or whatever, mm. wherever it is to, to you. you might be a runner, you might be a whatever that you do in your spare time. Yeah. But it's that idea of just being able to fall into that groove. Yeah. I think a really, a point I'd like to make too, Em, is, you know, people listening today or even you, mm. you know, or me, any of us, we might sort of think, gee, you know, I'm halfway through 2020 and I really wanted to do A, B and C and I've only done A. <laughs> like, for goodness sake, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. There isn't, there's no place for judgment here. Mm-hmm. There isn't. This is weird. We're in a weird time. <laughs> you know, the, the parameters have changed. The, the rules have been shot to pieces. Yeah. You know, the, the whole construct in which we're used to working is no longer the same. Mm. But, you know, if we're talking about art and we're talking we're talking about a number of things we're talking about the spirituality the thing that the thing that keeps us alive that keeps us you know I don't know happy and fulfilled and on purpose and you know in that in that space of robust meaning it needs to be nurtured it needs Mm. to be nourished Mm. and who can do that we do yeah that's our job Mm. it's our job to do that so if we need to collaborate Mm. get on a Skype call call up a friend you know, get with other people who are going to nurture you in a different way, perhaps than you would have in the company, yeah. in the company of the company or, yeah. you know, in the theatre group or whatever. We have to find ways to continue the nurturing of the of the creative soul and spirit, I believe, in yeah. these times. And then I think, you know, the other things are just to give yourself permission to play in areas you've not played before. Mm, yeah, I really like that. And also I'd, I'd like to put a... um. I'd like to put a good word in for for peace and quiet you know like yeah. I think also that's something that I've personally found more of and mm. I've seen other people as well find more of is that you know to to create well or to make things or to do things or to achieve things you don't have to be doing it every single second of the day oh absolutely you know? it's such a hoax it's, yeah it's, it's such it and it's so seductive yeah to think i need to be doing doing Busy doing work. it's such a it's it's a crazy hoaxy thing yeah you know and and people now like you look at you look on you know read the news or whatever or look at the news and people will say i'm so much more productive at home yeah and you people know, want to move towards more working well, at home absolutely. and all those kinds of things and i wonder why well they're not yeah. fighting traffic they're not yeah. running clocks they're not 
they're not doing all of those sort of really rigid things yeah. that supposedly support a working in a creative totally. working environment yeah and they might be able to say actually you know what it really works well for me to do those few hours at six o'clock in the morning before exactly whatever or you know i get up and i do my yoga yeah. or i go for a walk have or lunch I with my kids have, or exactly get my take my children to you know school or yeah, whatever which exactly. i've never done before and now my whole demeanor yeah. my whole sense of who i am as a person or a parent or whatever yeah. changes yeah well how great is that yeah and i think we're in this really unique position as creatives that we've probably mainly existed outside the kind of nine to five work in an office like a mm. lot of creatives have or do mm. or have side hustles but they sort of look different we're, i think we're not we're not afraid of our lives looking a bit different. Yeah, so I yeah. think that we do have this advantage in going, okay, hang on. there. Are, I've got unique problems cropping up here. I <laughs> yeah, really yeah. don't have that money coming in from that contract. Yeah, or yeah. maybe my side hustle got lost as well because I worked in a coffee shop or yeah, whatever. Exactly. But, you know, it's about going, as you say, we're inherently creative people and we're mm. not afraid of the fact that our lives can look different and we can say, you know what, at 3 p.m. I prioritize picking up my kids from school or, mm. you know, I really prioritize my yoga practice in the morning so mm. I or I, I love being an early bird so I start working at five o'clock in the morning or whatever mm. it is mm. Mm. um and I think I think the big change is that when you're a freelancer or a creative who who are running those unusual hours mm. we're not sort of like the rest of the mob um <laughs> we're usually working towards something yeah and I think that's part of the pain that, that point that of people reference are, thing. exactly mm. that people are experiencing at the moment because you know I don't have that concert I don't have that yeah. exhibition I don't have that that whatever it is that's that's that where other people are depending on me Mm. you know so that that also is a really important factor in this so having to take it's having to take motivate ourselves Mm. in this is tricky or create you know it's that meaning thing it is that if the meaning was well the concert's on the yeah first of july exactly concert's no longer on the july body got something to work toward yeah and what does that become instead well, I think that's where goal setting is an important part of it. Yeah. You know, to set goals, but they may not be the sorts of goals that you set yes. before. That's the, that's the reshaping. I think that's the difference because I think a lot of people are going, well, it's an arbitrary goal to say I'm going to have learnt this role mm. from this opera by the first of – and maybe that works for some people. Personally, it doesn't work for me because no. I know it's a fake goal. Yeah. So is it that we start to set transformational goals versus transactional? Like what are the oh, – Personally, I think that's yeah. the answer. I, I think that when we start to – feel transformed in our own self yes you know when we're changing when we're growing when we're evolving Mm. and our goals align with that that's magic what's the difference in like what does that goal look like say the goal was i have a concert on the first of july Mm -hmm. i need to learn the music whatever Mm -hmm. um what does a transformational goal look like well a transformational goal in the context of say a performing artist yeah might might be to learn a language it might mm. be to um, – I mean, you're always aiming for mastering your mastering your art, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the call and the pull of a creative. That, you know, creators want to do their best mm. for, for a whole host of reasons mm. and they're in very individual, those reasons. But generally speaking, no one wants to get up and do an 80% job of anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they really want to be 100%. Mm. So, you know, that transformational goal may be to it, – it may be a spiritual quest. It may have nothing to do with your mm. your art. It may be a total rewire of the way in which you work. Yeah. You know, you may realise, wow, you know, I used to really push myself. My schedule was so tight. I didn't have time for yoga. Or I didn't yeah. have time for prayer or mm. I didn't have time for exercise or mm. spending time with the family. So transformation can happen at a whole – 
range of levels. It's not just in terms yeah, of the actual so true. art. Yeah, and even like I'd like to say of the the language thing, I think say I, for example, can fall into a trap of going that goes back into transaction. I will learn this much of my Russian by this time. Like it, mm. it goes well, it's a shooting exactly, exactly. <laughs> shooting all over the place. Totally. Instead <laughs> of like, and we've had this discussion before. Instead of like. Well, you enjoy French, listen to a French podcast or yeah. read a French book or, exactly. you know, it, it becomes part of the essence of enjoying being exactly. alive and creating and yeah. transforming the brain instead of like, I hear you say, oh, learn language. Well, shit, I haven't learned how to speak, yeah. you know, yeah. Czech yet. You know what? Like it's just, or, yeah. you know, my French isn't, um, you know, my grammar isn't as good as it should. <laughs> That's, I, I go into yeah. that place of yeah. the transaction and it's just... Yeah. That's, that's just helpful. the external reference though. Like, yeah. you know, that's when you've, you're taking your cues from an external expectation or comparison or yeah. once it's outside of yourself, you know, and it's you're comparing yourself to someone else or you, 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 yeah. you think you should do such and such. It's not. You, this is why presencing is so critical. Yeah. You know, to stay, step back and say, hold on a minute, Stop wait on shooting. a minute, just hold on a tick. Yeah. Is this really important? Is yeah. this is this as is this actually, is this real? Is this important? Yeah. And I think number two is the way I'm, if you say, yes, this is important, is the way I'm going about doing it yeah. constructive to me? Is it exactly. Is it transformational? Is exactly. it, you know, because if it's, it's all well and good if I say, yep, well, learning, um, you know, Russian is very important to me, yeah. but if I'm actually going about it in a way that doesn't align with, that's right. Who I am, then I'm exactly. stuffed anyway. Exactly. That's then you're back to just the external transactional yeah. grind. Yes. Yeah. Just with maybe a bit more robust <laughs> thing that I want to achieve, so I feel worse when I don't achieve it. That's right. <laughs> exactly. I think it's yeah. yeah. I mean, it look it, it throws up a lot of different opportunities for us. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's about you know what what what's going to be what's going to be important to me. What what do I really want? Yeah. In, in my heart of hearts, what. Mm. and even if we don't know what that looks like yet because it's like well mm. i know this is important to me that's important to me I, I sort of want to do this and i'm interested in this but i don't know what i'm going to do with that maybe it's okay maybe it's enough to say mm. this course interests me for three months that's right I don't or know you know become. i'm going to work really really um earnestly for one day a week yeah that's what it might be now rather than yes you know bibs and bobs every day yeah i mean it just i i just think yes because there is no sort of vision of work in many many of these areas like particularly anyone who's working in a company or in Mm. live theater that we know that that's going to be you know live music we know that's going to be you know off the off the table for a while Mm. um i think that we do it differently yeah you know it's not going to be like this forever yeah i think that's a key thing to remember as well i personally go into the Mm. and it's like (laughs) this forever no just you know that's wild no it's exactly right um, two other things I wanted to sort of draw our attention to and back to. <laughs> little dog oh, noise having there. a little bath. So cute. Um, in a little jumper. Um, <laughs> two things that um, the comparison thing mm-hmm. and the black and white thinking thing as another meta program mm-hmm. as the idea mm-hmm. of people going well i can't do this so i better not do any of it i'll just totally go on to mm. do something else so mm. can we spend some time briefly talking about those things yes you can <laughs> <laughs> what's prompted you to um to raise those well ones? the comparison thing is a thing i sort of mentioned it 
kind of earlier in this episode, the idea of seeing other people and being like, oh God, well, if Mm. they're doing that or they're doing this with their time and we see little snippets and fragments and going, oh crap, am I on the right path? Am I I where I should be? You know, that comparison thing is like, Mm. what what's going on there you know what i mean like yeah, and, I, I and is re- that a meta program or is that just a thing that you just do well there's a couple do. of things probably going on i mm. mean the comparison thing is is actually can be a meta program because yeah. we're doing we're either running maybe self-esteem issues or mm. worthy issues but mm. look sometimes i think it's just this um you know expectations yeah that the shoulds yeah the expectation people compare because you know they compare because they feel unworthy or they compare because they want to master something and learn yeah, from someone yeah right so it's you know? it's not always it's not a always bad a, thing it's no. like indication of i care about this or yeah I, exactly i mean yeah. you know to to look at someone and be inspired by someone who is exercising personal leadership is a great thing yeah yeah so you know it's sense. not a necessary negative thing to look at yourself and say gee i, I wish i was doing such and such yeah. that's good yeah i like that thought and the idea of sort of saying you know wow. oh wow that shows me that i care about doing x y and z like mm. someone's doing that wow i care about being in that space or I could do that. Yeah, I probably could do that. That's awesome. I could do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't always have to be a negative thing. Oh, I know? like that. I like that very much. Um, black and white thinking. Mm. Meta program, right? Yeah, it is. So yeah. I think this I, I think this kind of comes into play with people maybe they're afraid and they're thinking, gee, should I just go totally and study something else or do something else entirely? Or, you know, what what do you kind of have to say around that? So you're talking about a creative whose yeah. whose creative work is now not going to happen, and should I now sort of go and study nursing or something? Yeah. Is, that what, is that what you mean? Yes, absolutely. Because I've sort of, I've sort of witnessed friends going through that, and I've thought myself, oh gee, should I just bloody reskill? And <laughs> then also adding to that, that within Australia, the the kind of the context of the Australian government saying, oh look, we're looking to double the the cost of humanities and arts courses, and you just think, shit, mm, like. You know, and all this, oh, well, do this in order so you can get a job. And I just think, oh, wow, like, mm. I don't know, that's a whole other story. And it's mm. quite devastating, to be honest, that those, you know, mm. critical thinking and, and artistry and creating and um, mm. imagination and different ways of seeing the world um, are not valued. Oh, I know. It's, <laughs> uh, exactly. As you say, it's a total, it's a oh. whole other conversation, but it's. You know, the only thing I can say about that, it's really it's time for the artists yeah. to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to sing at your sporting event. Yeah. No, yeah. not going to do it, Bunky. Yeah. Oh, but it's it's really good. Um, good exposure. <laughs> I hear that one more time and we'll oh scream. And I'm God. not even a performing artist. Yes, But, totally. you know, I, I, I think, yeah, I, I'm not sure where you're making the connection between the black and white. Thing oh, yeah. Know. I think I sort of, <laughs> sort of jumped that. off into that because I got very passionate about that. But mm-hmm. the, the black and white thinking thing is that, you know, people going, shit, is what I do even valuable anymore? And I think some governments have really stepped forward and oh, I see. Yeah. gone, yeah, you're totally valuable. You know, in Berlin, freelancers make the world go around there. So, you know, here's a bunch of funding to keep that, that mm. part of our mm. community alive mm. and um, the part of our, you know, economic land alive but then in other places it's kind of that's really not been the case so Mm. within that landscape i think a lot of creatives potentially are going shit like where where is my value in society and 
Do I now need to do something that is deemed valuable in the eyes of others? Or people going, actually, do I kind of want to do this anymore? Maybe I want to do something else. Or people going, hey, maybe this is a really good chance for me to to reskill. So I guess where the black and white thinking thing comes in is that I don't necessarily think the black and white thinking about it leads to really good informed values-based decisions it maybe leads to fear decisions like oh god i guess i should do something useful Mm. or i think i should just entirely give up performing arts like you know well the black and white thinking is 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 a rigid way of thinking Mm -hmm. that's probably just just like to share that that Mm -hmm. so so black and white thinking is it's there's no gray possible in black and white thinking Mm -hmm. it's very much rigid you know, this is how it should be done. Yeah. Lots of rules, lots of regulations, lots mm-hmm. of, um, yeah, lots of judgment around that sort of thinking for self and for others. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether black and white thinking is is actually the, the meta program that you're referencing. I think I think you're actually speaking about something else. Yeah, I guess I think I'm not it's sure what the, it is. the values. I think it's the values of society at the moment and what is what needs to be important and what is important but i think mm. within that is potentially a response of people to be all or nothing i, I either have to be okay. all in or all out as a performer okay. black and white Got i am it. a performer or i'm saying. not a performer right. you know i'm going to go off and study law instead right. you know instead of saying actually maybe i can adapt to my practice like i think mm. there's a lot of kind of fear-led you mm. know jump mm. ship yeah, well, you know that it comes back down to personal leadership, doesn't it? Mm. It, it comes down to, uh, you know, myself, and and some yeah. people will go off and start another career. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, um, but for those that are very much driven and have a really deep desire to serve and to, you know, to be in this space of creative performance or or mm. whatever in this creative space, I think that they will find a way in in this yeah. time to to be nurtured to be to to nurture and to to basically ride the wave yeah so and that may mean that they take on some other work yeah you know, yeah that still nourishes them but, but yeah. you know or not nurture them yeah it may simply be look i need to pay the rent exactly and, and i do and then you give yeah. yourself permission to do that because of that self-leadership thing. yeah that's saying you know what there's a responsibility here mm. so step up and you know it's only going to be short-lived and yeah that's so do what true. you need to do and that's okay yes and i like that idea because then it's like well maybe someone's genuinely like you know what this career really fatigues me yeah. I would like to do something else Absolutely. or you know what I'm going to do something else for a bit and then I'm come back to it but all of it is like all, all that it is is the self-leadership thing and saying you know and I guess that's where the black and white thinking comes in instead of saying well it's yeah. I must do this or it's all or nothing I can do this mm. and I can't do this I can no longer be a performer if I go and do it's having the self-leadership and self-awareness to say well I probably could do a business degree or I could do a law degree exactly, and still be a performer or work with performers or that's right, whatever it is, but that's it's right. the self-leadership, self I mean, you think of all of the arts administrators and people, yeah. you know, I would, I would love to do a survey around arts administrators mm. and how many of those started out as artists. Oh, totally. And, and know, they're so incredible at their job often because of that. They exactly. understand. They the, understand. They are artistic people, they, you know. Uh, exactly. Some don't, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah, that, that's true. So I, I, again, it's. It's being able to look at different perspectives. I mean, and an mm. opportunity where the world stops. Yeah. Just gives us that 
opportunity to really to be still to think to reflect to you know just sort of come home to ourselves and say look what's what's really important and some people will leave and they need to yeah exactly you know and other people will rally and do something else for a period Mm. of time knowing that it's it's only something that they are doing for a short amount of time and not because they feel like they should or they have to or they whatever and other people will take six months off yeah and they desperately needed to yeah exactly you know i mean even in that time i i would i would sort of make the offering that if you were taking the time off to just keep your foot in the water to keep your toe in the water to just but from a playful perspective not from Mm. a you know not from an achievement yes like the listening to a french podcast versus being like i will know 20 verbs by the end of the (laughs) week yeah exactly i love it anything else you have thoughts to add <laughs> State no, of the world. i think i just i guess i come back to that sort of thought that you, you you can't squash the creative spirit no and you know it may it may manifest in a different way yeah you know you might be a um a singer who's unable to sing not just because of you know covid19 but you may have a, a, an issue with your throat or a dancer who can no longer dance or mm. whatever there's a creative spirit that yeah. happen to be manifested through a vocal expression or through a movement or something, but the creative spirit is so powerful, is so amazing, yeah, that it can recreate itself. That's so true. Through a different expression, but it has to happen. I love it. And that's the same with people who've lost careers, you know, for mm. for whatever reason, who haven't met, you know, haven't sort of been fulfilled or haven't take followed the trajectory that they yeah. thought they were going to take in their career. The ones who are well and happy at midlife mm. are the ones that have found a different expression. Yeah. Often those that are sick or bothered or yeah. have illnesses that they're challenging, they mm. by their own admission would often say, mm, I just didn't have, I, I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get the creative expression out. Yeah, so and it just has to live. It has to come out. It has to. It is. Yeah. And, you know, the only other thing that I would say is that, you know, I'm okay with grey and I can be now because I am. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually grey. But, you know, grey's okay. Yeah. Grey's okay. We don't have to have our, all the answers. We we can't have many of the answers yeah. or many. Or make massive decisions or. No, we can't at yeah. the moment, I don't think, for yeah. things outside of ourselves. Mm, but the self-leadership yes. leads us to a place of being able to make decisions yeah. in inside ourselves and for ourselves that we're really happy with i love it well i'm really happy with this conversation so thanks gail thank you em bye thanks well guys i hope that combo brought you a sense of clarity and acceptance and peace and uh, a sense of maybe what now what next or just being okay to exist within that space and within that question it's really great to have you here as ever for these conversations and thank you so much for joining us it really means so much to have you as part of our community and you know do spread the word and share this episode with other like minds on social media or by word of mouth or text or whatever carrier pigeon um so that we can build our community uh come and join our instagram community at show notes the podcast or find us on our website show and if you've got a second you can leave us a five-star review and hit the subscribe button on your platform that'd be awesome too 
Okay, stay well, my friends, and until our next conversation. Bye.